Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast 99. And tonight we are recapping Welcome to Night Vale, episode 114 and 115, Council Member Flynn, parts one and two. Nice how that worked out. Yeah, it did. As it turns out, there's going to be three parts to this story. So it's kind of nice that we got to get all caught up. And at the same time, we get to save the final resolution for this little arc for next week. Um, you know, I do think you kind of have to have a pretty good knowledge of Night Vale to really get into this episode, though. You do. There's a lot of callbacks to popular characters, but there's also seems to be a transformation in some of the characters that I think holds a little bit more weight if you've been following the story up till now. We start out the episode with a little introduction. Night Vale has two more shows coming out. I don't know when these people sleep. I really don't. I mean, they're just all the podcasts. Yeah. The first one is It Makes a Sound, which is a woman who is trying to sort of bring back the music of a local musician and she's just got her microphone in her room and a cassette tape but she doesn't have a cassette player so curious to see what that is the other one is i only listen to the mountain goats joseph fink talking with a musician part of a band of the mountain goats are you familiar with the group oh yeah yeah they're actually um a local well durham north carolina so they've been kind of on my radar for a while i think that's going to be interesting because it's going to be joseph fink going over the songs one by one on the podcast. Nice. So it sound, he sounds like a super fan at this point. Nice. Excellent. The other thing that's coming out is the second season of Within the Wires. The last time we listened to Within the Wires, it was sort of instructional videos, um, possibly subversive to try and help somebody to escape. This time it's a guided museum tour that we're supposed to be listening to. I don't know. Do you think you're going to listen to it? I might. I really want to try to catch up on all of them. I just I keep hearing good things about it. I'm not sure if I really gave it a chance. It was sort of a slow burn of a podcast. So this one, I love when they have a framework and when they can alter the framework in just enough. Like the first one was a series of meditation tapes, but Mm -hmm. then to move it to a guided museum tour. I mean, I just... I like that. I like that whole idea. But then we moved on from there to Cecil giving us some news. There's been some armed robberies in Night Vale, but between you and me, they don't sound that bad. I mean, basically, I think $72 and an end cap of Czech's party mix was stolen from a grocery store. But when you get down to it, it was still an armed robbery. Somebody did come in and threaten people and run away with money. So everybody's a little concerned. City council's trying to reassure people, but it's kind of hard to be reassuring when you're telling everybody, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> when you're a horrifying personage like city council is, what with all the tentacles and everything, at a press conference, and they're just screaming over and over again, it's going to be fine. So it's not really helping. No, but city council is pretty ticked off because they've had to put their latest vacation on hold. And if you know city council, you know, that's that's a pretty bold statement right there. Right. Um, The sponsor for this week was the Green Market Co-op, which Mm -hmm. is set up now with a whole market and an escape room. And if you guys have ever done an escape room, this particular one is, you know, you're, you wake up and you're chained and there's another person across from you who's also chained. And then there's a body in front of you with a gun, a tape recorder and all that. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done one of those yet, but they, they feels like they sort of sprung out of nowhere. All of a sudden, everybody's talking about escape rooms. Well, it's interesting because the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me episode, if you guys haven't been listening to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, you need to. Yes. Uh, there was a news story that a couple of women escaped from a prison and then they got caught. 
they were in an escape room. So they basically, and that, that just made everybody wonder. It's like, you know, escaping. Hey, that was fun. Let's do it again. Oh, God. <laughs> that, or we escape from prison. This one will be a breeze. <laughs> oh, God. Also, in the sports news, the Night Vale Scorpions, the wheelchair basketball team, won their game, and Janice is leading the team in assists. And, of course, Janice is Cecil's niece, so, of course, he has to put that news on the radio station. But Yeah, even though he doesn't actually know what an assist is. No, he has no clue, but he's very proud of his niece. Now, the city council then called another press conference right on the heels of their last press conference, and I'm like... You're doing a Pamela Winchell here. It's a lot of press conferences. Really, especially since they said this was about the robberies, but really all they wanted to do was moan about how things used to be different. And they also started arguing with themselves, which I don't think they've ever done. I mean, they're just talking about whose fault certain things were, and then they're harping on somebody else's penmanship. And we've never heard them speak outside of a simultaneous chorus kind of thing, have we? No, no. And they talked about how they're actually centuries old and they used to be many bodies, but now they're, you know, many voices in one body because Deborah messed up the spell and Deborah's like, I did not. But at the same time, they're a little snarky towards their newest member, Tamika Flynn, and kind of talking about the fact that she's so young and that's something to deal with and the millennials are ruining everything. And then Tamika Flynn walks up and it gets a little awkward. But But it sounds like Tamika's doing all the heavy lifting as far as the paperwork is concerned. I mean, she's, she's on it about submitting requests for compensation for robbery victims. And just, I actually trust Tamika to be a good city council member here. Yeah, but they get kind of into an argument with each other, calling people names, and it devolves to the level of, you know, am not R2, nah, and we end up going and leaving the press conference to go to the weather. It was a fun format for the weather this time, because I like that, that, all right, what was the, the title of the song and the singer? It was called Song for Myself by Bears with Eagle Arms. Okay, and the singer is, his song seems to be a very rambling sort of thing, but he's got female vocal backup singing along with the chorus, and it just, uh, random. Yeah, very much so. It sounds kind of like they recorded one track, and then other people kind of recorded other tracks, just kind of noodling along with the main track, and it's very goofy. I mean, it's just a stream of consciousness type of thing. So it was definitely kind of fun. We come back from the weather to the press conference, which is still going on. There was another robbery that happened. This time, a tip jar with $17 was stolen. So it's getting a little scary. And city council is once again screaming at everybody to calm down. And Tamika steps in and she says, everyone was calm until you started telling them to be calm. But she pushes them aside, whatever. And they had a recording of Tamika talking and she is reassuring everybody. And she is telling everybody that she has a lot of strengths and, you know, battle and in coordination and protecting the town and city council strength is taking long vacations during difficult times. So she's just, (laughs) she's gotten city council to go take a vacation and she is on it. She is going to make sure that everything is fine and it stays fine. And then there's, Cecil has to interrupt himself. There's been another robbery. They robbed the green market co-op and they burned it down. And the owner, Tristan, and his daughter, Camilla, were inside. And yeah, they're dead. And I thought for sure this was going to, and this is, Sam had come in, Sam the sheriff came in to announce this to Mika that now it's gotten really bad. And Tamika's like, okay, things now are no longer fine, but 
and she takes Sam's badge and his jacket and his hat, and she is declaring herself sheriff, and she is setting a curfew, and she is on this. Yeah, she says, you know, nobody outside by themselves, nobody outside after 8 p.m. She also puts out an order to paint all the public buildings red and to put out word to the robbers that they're going to paint the town with their blood. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Jamaica's wow. not fucking around now. Oh no, my God, no. So that's how we ended the episode with Tamika Flynn basically kind of declaring a sort of gentle martial law at the moment, yeah. I think. Yeah. Gentle for some people, certainly not for the robbers if they get caught. No, God, no. So that leads us into Welcome to Night Vale, episode 115, Council Member Flynn, part two. We started the episode with Tamika Flynn getting a puppy, and all of a sudden I thought about all those episodes with the demonic puppy. I'm like, no, not a puppy, but I <laughs> think this is a different puppy this time. I think so. It's a Pomeranian named Lucky. A um, little bit of announcement by Cecil. Um, the Night Vale Scorpions lost a preseason game, mm. uh, but Janice did set a state record in assists, so there's that. But Cecil's brother-in-law, Steve, was reporting to him that Janice is taking the loss really hard. She, she's very serious about you know her assist record, and she really wants the team to win, but you know it was preseason, so I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll totally be fine. There also have been no robberies since the curfew was announced, which is a really good thing. The only arrest that have happened is a bunch of angels who were out after the curfew asking people for $10 because that's what angels do. Yep, even though they're billionaires. So yeah. that's kind of weird. Nichelle Nguyen said back when the robberies were going on that someone held up her store, but she really didn't consider it a robbery because they made off with a bag of gravel, which is, you know, her preferred currency, and mm. a stack of vinyls. And who listens to music anymore? <laughs> and she sort of finished talking and then went off to shout poems at passing trains with her friend Maureen. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> that's such that. a great image right there. The two of them just screaming random poems at trains. <laughs> so then Tamika Flynn is sort of out about town reassuring people and she reassures Frances Donaldson who is the owner of the antique store saying that nobody is going to come and steal her antiques and we really liked what Miss Donaldson said. Yeah she said well it's not like anyone's really going to steal them I mean all the antiques are cursed and we're like yes cursed antiques. <laughs> Friday the 3rd did the series yay! <laughs> Can you tell we're obsessed? We're a little obsessed. We're just a little obsessed but 30 year anniversary a lot of people got into it. Have you been wandering around looking at like Twitter and stuff like that the things that people have posted? I have and that a Facebook group that we're part of. That's, yes. They're on it, too. Yeah. Just today, they put season three bloopers up there, which is just, you see, like, our favorite stars up there, and they're sort of messing their scenes up and shouting profanity, and I'm just like, oh, they dropped the F-bomb. Oh, my goodness. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we need some, like, season two and season one bloopers, because, I mean, you know, I want to see Ryan messing up some stuff. Yeah, I've seen some season two bloopers, but I don't really remember Mickey and Ryan having a lot of bloopers. It's a lot of like the guest stars messing things up. There's a couple shots of Christopher Wiggins, Jack Marshak, sort of mugging at the camera when people screw up a couple times, but you know, not not nearly enough of our favorites, but yeah. we, we'll just have to go digging deeper. Yeah. Okay, but sorry, back to the Night Vale episode, which is what this episode was supposed to be about before we <laughs> derailed ourselves, but oh, hey, let me derail one more time. My friend Jada, I got back from all of our trips to Florida and everything, and Jada had been taking care of Cricket the Cat, and I come back, she had found a copy of the DVD box set of Friday the 13th. So oh, she got wow. it for me. So now I have it, which is awesome. Because <laughs> those YouTube episodes aren't going to be up there forever. So no, now I have them no, for posterity. Gonna get, well, I mean, I'm kind of hoping 
the good reason for them to get yanked down is if they suddenly came out with a remastered version of the DVD and they became concerned about the uh, copyright yes. and everything. So maybe that'll happen. I don't know. That would be nice. Anyway, okay. back to Nightfall. Back to Nightfall. Mayor Cardinal had a press conference and she's a little concerned because... All right, so yeah, they've got a curfew and they're not allowing everybody to roam around and they're not uh, uh, allowing people to come and go from the town or whatever. And she's worried that it's actually starting to damage Nightville's infrastructure because everything's focused on stopping crime, but there's no focus on anything else. And she even wants to call the city council back from their vacation to hold a vote about it. And I'm thinking, I don't know that that would really do all that much good city council. You know? I don't think so, no. No, no. <laughs> but then we get word that Sheriff Sam is in a standoff with the robbers and Cecil is going to go cover that. And he leaves us with the weather. And what did you think of the weather? Because I was kind of distracted by all of the goings on with the episode. So I wasn't really paying attention. It was fine. It was sort of a jazzy, bluesy number, a woman with a nice voice and everything. But, you know, nothing that really, you're right, didn't really stick in my mind, but it wasn't bad. What was the uh, artist in the song name? TMI by Josie. Well, we come back from the weather, and it wasn't the robbers that the sheriff was in a standoff with. There were a couple of women that got very badly injured in their own home when they were attacked by a librarian. (laughs) A librarian? We haven't had a librarian attack in a long time. No, God. And in their own home, like outside of the library. So pretty scary stuff. Though, I don't know, it could have been a lot worse. These two women were actually survivors of the summer reading program. So they've dealt with librarians before. Yeah, Yeah. So Tamika is taking this very seriously. She hopes that her two friends recover soon. And she is moving the curfew back to six o'clock, I think, mm-hmm. and um, shutting down the port authority, which they don't really have any water in Nightvale. But no, you know, that's that's we're taking this seriously here. Oh yeah, yeah. Then she also, you know, wants everyone to stay away from the library. So she wants the city to buy every citizen an e-reader. I'm like, ooh, I'm in. She has my vote. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> I wonder. This was the transformation that I was talking about. She's really tightening down on this martial law sort of thing and it's this Mm. idea that we've got to be safe 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 and then everything else is not a concern we've just got to focus on our safety and i'm like is this a dig at current events this idea that we're all terribly terribly unsafe and that anything that the government does in order to make us safer is automatically acceptable uh maybe though interestingly this episode came out a couple days before the events in las vegas so makes it sort of accidentally timely I suppose. yeah yeah well with the uh, events in las vegas i start leaning more towards that yes what can we do to make us safe curfews yeah. i'm in i'll stay yeah. locked inside the house and that seems to be what cecil's attitude is right here i mean he says yeah. it used to be a lot worse if there was a curfew and you weren't allowed to leave the house. But now he's got an Xbox and you know, he's got all sorts of things to keep himself uh, entertained. And, you know, he's got a scientist to snuggle with. So there's that. Yeah, it's kind of the thing that a lot of people say. He didn't really care too much about the armed robberies at first because it was always businesses. But now that people are getting attacked in their homes, it becomes more personal. And so now he's OK with more methods. And I guess a lot of people point that out every once in a while that people are willing 
to give up their liberties if it makes them feel safer and that that can be a slippery slope. So mm-hmm. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some parallels you can draw. There's also a bit of a lack of empathy there that people don't really think of it's a problem until it becomes a problem for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then right before we're going to go, Cecil actually gets a coroner's report and he opens it up and looks at it and he's like, oh, that's not good. Um, I'll just save this for later. No! <laughs> Catherine was just like, what? <laughs> I didn't realize it was going to be a three-part episode. I was thinking we were actually going to find out what it was today. But nope. no, they got to save that for next time. Yep, two weeks from now, I'll then tune in and find out what was in the coroner's report. That was just mean. That was. Well, we do have something to keep us entertained uh, until that happens, I think. Uh, we have the Night Vale book coming out very, very shortly. So yes. I still haven't pre-ordered that. I might be getting it from my nook. I might spring for the paper copy. You never know. Yep. So we're thinking we're going to do another joint review on it, kind of the same the way that we did the Neil Gaiman Norse mythology book, where we just have a text conversation back and forth and put it into a review. So yep. that works. That, yeah. that sounds like fun. Yeah. So anything else going on in the Nerdosphere? It looks like a New York Comic Con went very well from all the pictures I've been seeing online. Yeah, and a lot of news coming out of New York Comic Con. We got a new trailer for Pacific Rim 2, which looks off the hook. And you haven't even seen Pacific Rim 1, have you? I have not, but you know what I have finally seen? Last night, I watched Wonder Woman. Oh, be darn! I, oh, I still haven't seen it. God, I'm oh, a bad my God. fan! Oh, oh. You, I think you'll really enjoy it. And I'm Good. just thrilled that DC has come out with a really fun movie and it just you know I'm like all the fighting all the fight more hand to bullet combat between Wonder Woman and lots of thugs let's give it to all of us (laughs) and this week we had Blade Runner 2049 come out I've heard some pretty good reviews about that one people seem to have enjoyed it I'm not sure it's doing as well in the movie theater that everyone was hoping for but I did like the picture that I think uh, David shared which was um, the theater marquee with Blade Runner uh, on it and then underneath it said don't worry they didn't ruin it nice yeah i we have a review going up by one of our guest authors and he said that it's one of those things where the younger audiences just may not quite get it but if you enjoyed the original you're probably gonna like this one and i'm like good because i enjoyed the original i know a lot of people who didn't care for the original you know i tried to show it to my friend darcy at one point she totally fell asleep i'm like okay fine but yeah i think it's doing pretty well good um what else is going on i still haven't finished watching the defenders me neither i'm actually most of the way through the first season of narcos so that's what i've been watching yeah well i finally did god i am such a bad fan it takes me years to get around to all the things i should be watching watched mad max fury road this last oh, week when we, were visiting, when we were visiting the parents watched it with mom and dad actually so really yeah they that was something mom wanted to see i think mom was very impressed at how much of a spectacle it is. Yeah, yeah. Also, Hannah really likes to point out that it is all practical effects. This is not a big CGI movie, and that's mm-hmm. what she really enjoyed. Yeah. I just, you know, fighting, action, action, action. Hannah was very impressed with the fact that it is unashamedly an action movie, and it does it so well. Yeah, it does. It Extremely. It doesn't pretend to be anything other than what it is. It's just, it's very fun. The visuals are just amazing in that. Oh, movie. it was gorgeous. And for some reason, one of the visuals that I liked best was the fight between uh, Furioso in the uh, war rig and the attackers on dirt bikes. So I don't know oh, why yeah. I thought, with the, the combination of the visuals and the music, I thought worked very, very well. It was pretty awesome. Well, if you want an amazing fight scene on a moving vehicle with gorgeous visuals, I just watched a movie the other night 
called Train to Busan. Have you heard of that one? I haven't. I believe it's a Korean production. It is all subtitled, and I just lost like three quarters of the people listening who are going to be like, nope, but (laughs) it is beautiful. It is exciting. It is terrifying. It is a zombie movie, and I swear I loved the way that they did the zombies. They're very creepy. They got actors who just are boneless in their movements. They are fast zombies, so they do move after you very quickly, and the gore is not really high, you know? There's a lot of people get eaten. A lot of people get chomped. There is blood, but there really isn't like that lingering on the gore. There are no intestines streaming out of people, you know? Well, it's that's like, good. I, that's, yeah. I could pass on visuals like that. Thank you. Yeah. Honestly, The Walking Dead is gorier than this movie, but this movie is intense and it is absolutely violent. And I'm having a hard time recommending it to people because it is so unrelentingly depressing. Oh, really? Hmm. Oh, it just kicked me in the feels so many times. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I will say that a character that you figure would be safe is not safe. And it's, but it is, it's really, really beautiful. And I had sat down to watch it because a friend, my friend Ben had recommended it. And I was like, oh, it's pretty late, but I'm just going to watch part of it and I'll watch the rest of it tomorrow. No, that didn't happen. It was after midnight. And I'm like, oh, now I have to go to sleep. Ah!" But I I do really pretty, though. All right. Well, I might try to watch that. I won't be able to talk Nathan into it because Nathan is just done with zombies. Like, just can't deal anymore with zombies. They are pretty much in the highlight right now. I mean, Walking Dead, obviously, but every other zombie movie. And, of course, we're playing the zombies run game, so I'm sure that can't be any better. But, you know. No, it's I don't know. <laughs> they're zombies. They're everywhere, pretty much. Have you ever watched you? Did you ever see World War Z? No, no. I okay. only read the book. How about you? No, but I have two friends whose opinions I trust, who and are not like gore freaks by any means, who saw it and really enjoyed it. So I may have to see it at some point. This movie had a little. Train to Busan had a little bit of the thing that you saw in the zombie movie trailers, where zombies are moving in a enclosed space so fast that they pile up on top of each other, and make this surge of bodies at you. It's very creepy. Extremely creepy. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that'll wrap us up for the week, so make sure to check out pixelatedgeek.com for Catherine's book reviews. Your um, dear friend, Laird Barron, I say dear friend jokingly, but he really, he retweets your reviews of his stuff, and then your reviews just take off all over the place. So, um, yeah, that one got us a lot of views on this site. So Catherine's book reviews, we've got comic book reviews, photo galleries, and I believe Jordan is working on another video game review. We've got a lot of the news that came out of New York Comic Con, and if you want to go over to our social medias over on my pixelated geek on instagram and binary system pod on instagram i've retweeted a lot of the cosplays that came out of new york comic-con brilliant stuff do you know what somebody cosplayed at this year at new york comic-con what the javits center they actually cosplayed as the building as the building (laughs) okay that is a level of odd fandom right there yeah you know but that's that's okay that works one other really quick shout out for new york comic-con Go on Instagram and look up Frank Squatch, F-R-A-N-K-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H. He took a picture of a woman in a costume. A lot of us were thinking it was Elsa from Frozen. Other people are saying it's the ocean from Moana. Other people saying it's sort of a galaxy kind of thing. She's in like this ball gown. She's beautiful. It's a great picture. I saw it and liked it, and I reposted it with credit back to him. It has gotten us over 2,000 likes on Holy cow. Yeah. We don't have anything on any of our social medias that have 
ever approached anything like this. I mean, it just, and now it's kind of getting likes because it got a lot of likes. It's, you know, the popularity sort of builds on itself. So I go to Frank Squatch and throw a like on his post because it was originally his and I almost feel a little bad. I'm like, oh my God, and it's really, <laughs> really doing well for us. Thank you to Frank Squatch. We really appreciate you letting us repost this. Other than that, I guess next week we won't have a Welcome to Night Vale episode quite yet, but we will, of course, have other things going on in the Nerdosphere to talk about. So, yeah, because, of course, it is our 100th episode next week. So, Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yep. We still haven't figured out what we're going to do. Oh, you know what's going to happen. We're not going to do anything. We're going to do some random something because, honestly, why would we plan? No, we don't prepare for these podcasts. That's just not our style. That's not how we roll. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see you for the 100th episode next week. So talk to you all later. <laughs> That's my line. <laughs>